you can spend as much time as you want training, throwing simulated games, but if you've ever played the game of baseball at really any level, you know that there's nothing that quite matches up to the game speed of things. So I'll be interested to see how he does. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to (laughs) Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 72. I'll be your host, Kyle Corn, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes, who is in a laughing mood. Nate, <laughs> what you got for us today? Oh, man. All right, bro. So, like, we just got uh, we just got the 2020 catalogs in into the facility for uh, Rawlings and Wilson and stuff and, like, Marucci. Is there any type of scenario where we could just like walk around on a regular basis with like a brand new glove, like outside of a baseball situation. Cause I really want a new glove, but if I get a new glove, I, I'm going to feel guilty if it just sits there. So can I just like walk around with it? Like walk through the mall with a glove on. I mean, you could be that like, guy that like goes to professional games with a glove on and gets there like two and a half hours early for BP. Three hundred dollar glove. Just, <laughs> I mean, what other around. what other use would you have for it? I don't know. I just want one. They're so beautiful. I mean, I don't blame you. I'm just trying to think practically here. I don't know. Um, you go apple picking, just like <laughs> shake the tree. Really thinking outside the box here. <laughs> I know. So we're just gonna have to move right along to some baseball history for the first time. In the podcast history, I'm going to go in reverse order because I want to end with the special one. Breaking breaking deals out here, man. Does that work? Can I do that? I don't know. Is this allowed? Uh, uh, who makes the rules here? 2002. This is June 6th. The Metro... Chalk this up once again as one that I had no idea about. 2002, the Metropolitan Sports Facilities Commission agrees to drop its lawsuit against the Twins and Major League Baseball. The deal settles a lawsuit blocking baseball's contraction plan and removes the Twins from consideration for elimination for the 2003 season. Wait, what? Yeah. What so does that mean in English? Uh, it sounds like the Twins are about to be booted from baseball. Wow. Assuming I read that correctly. Back in 02? Might need a lawyer to inter- intercede here. Uh, Yeah, 02. I'd have been cool with it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but then we wouldn't have the 2019 Twins, which apparently is the best team in baseball. Yeah, whatever. Best team we've ever know. seen. Uh, 1986, Padres manager Steve Boros prior to the game against Atlanta, tries to give ump Charlie Williams a videotape of a disputed play from last night's 4-2 defeat. The San Diego skipper is promptly ejected before first pitch. (laughs) What a joke. That's such a play right there. I like that. I like that a lot. Shout out to the ump for just... Get out. 
Yeah, <laughs> just like, go. You're done. <laughs> Today's not the day, Steve. Take your video with you. That was what year was that? Eighty six. Oh, you so you know we had some VHS rocking. Oh, no doubt. I love it. Uh nineteen seventy one. All youngsters attending the Yankees game are given a U-sized Bobby Mercer model wooden bat during the team's annual bat day promotion. When the young fans begin banging their bats in unison during the late innings of the Bronx Bombers' 5-2 victory over Kansas City, pieces of concrete begin to fall into lower levels of the stadium, (laughs) a warning that Yankee Stadium may be in serious need of repair. Awesome. (laughs) I'm thinking if youth-sized wooden bats cause concrete to fall from a stadium... Like, we're not talking about an earthquake or anything here. We're talking little replica bats. I'm we assuming... Got like 10,000 of them doing it, yeah. I'm assuming they're like the little ones, right? That are like... I don't think they're them tiny, 16 tiny inches ones. or something? No, I don't think those are it. I, they gotta be bigger than that. Well, they probably were back then. I mean, I would hope so, because otherwise, how are you gonna justify concrete falling? Come on. I don't know. They keep getting smaller, though. That's all I know. Uh, 1961, in the mid- <laughs> this is, I feel bad for this guy, in the midst of a 13-game losing streak, Ooh. Twins manager Cookie Lavaghetto, probably Ooh. botched that, is given a seven-game vacation. At first, team owner Calvin Griffith insists he has no intention of firing the skipper, but will replace him with Sam Melee later in the month. What? A vacation? Seven-game vacation. Go take some time, straighten your head out. Oh, yeah, by the way, you're fired. (laughs) Wow. Crazy. Moving right along here, 1957. Again, we're going backwards in history. After an 86-minute delay, the first fog out in Major League history occurs at Ebbets Field when the umpire calls off the Dodgers game against the Cubs due to extremely poor visibility. Nice. Brooklyn has a 1-0 lead when the game is postponed with one out in the bottom of the second inning. Mm. I'm thinking if the weather... I'm thinking if it's in the second inning, they probably had to have some idea that the weather wasn't going to be ideal Yeah. before the start, so it's like, why even bother starting? Uh, Let's just start this thing anyway. Screw it. Anyway, closing out here with the special... Nugget of baseball history. 1944, baseball cancels today's scheduled eight-game slate due to the Allied invasion of Normandy, known as D-Day. The military operation has 60,000 Allied troops, including six minor leaguers who will be KIA, landing along a heavily protected 50-mile stretch of the coastline in France to fight Germany to begin an offensive assault against Hitler and the Nazi Party. Boom. So Suck basically, it. 75 years ago, we took the first step in handing Nazi Germany the biggest L in the history of history. Big L. Take it. I love it. Fat L. By the way, I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, I mean, I could have guessed just because I feel like baseball and service time were kind of synonymous. But I didn't know there was uh, six minor leaguers in the D-Day assault. Yeah, I, I, I'm i assuming it was just random back then, right? Like. As yeah, far as draft goes. Yeah, that'd be, and, that'd be my guess. I would have, I would have probably expected more. 
honestly. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. But I figured there is at least some. But uh, anyway, that wraps up this day in baseball history, June sixth. Awesome. Big fan. Suck it, Nazi Germany. Suck it. Uh, getting back into baseball, can we talk about this whole situation in Philly? Oof, man. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> SeatGeek, it's the answer to all your ticket needs. No! Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to now down the gate? Nope. That's what you get. <laughs> That's what you get. Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get no. tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that. <laughs> I cracked first. Cold hard cash. Cold hard cash. Enter promo code DTD at checkout. So, Andrew McCutcheon goes down yeah. with a torn ACL on Monday. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, mm-hmm. the Phillies had acquired Jay Bruce in a trade with Seattle, mm-hmm. which I believe we mentioned last episode. Did we not? Uh, no, we decided not to even talk about it because it didn't matter that much. But now, it Well, does. joke's on us because apparently <laughs> Jay Bruce is the sole source of offense for Philadelphia right now. <laughs> How about it? Uh, but before we get into that, the whole McCutcheon situation, just you hate to see it. Well, let me ask you this first. Was the Ian Kinsler play Bush League or no? Let's it drop, flips the first, gets the batter, and that's how McCutcheon got caught in the middle. Yeah, I mean, you can't really. I mean, if he wouldn't have torn an ACL, torn an ACL, nobody would be saying anything. Yeah, I, I feel like that I happens a lot. It's, it's just. I don't think it's Bush League. I think it's just a terrible, uh, terrible coincidence. Yeah. Cool. Just want to get that out of the way because I know you know neither of us like Ian Kinsler. I mean, I can't hate the guy. He almost single-handedly ruined the World Series run last year, but <laughs> we came out on top, so it's all right. Yeah, but he like flips dudes off and all stuff. Forgiven. Just... Yeah, I mean, he's an interesting character. But anyway, uh, yeah, just a just a tough situation for McCutcheon. Um, he did say that he's planning on. Or he is determined to come back, which is good news. You you never know with stuff like this when guys are older. It's like what's gonna be the final straw. Right. But I mean he was he was locked in. I mean, this is what, the first of his three year contract? I was gonna guess three, yeah. I think it is a three year deal. Yeah, it was like the fifty million dollar deal. So I mean, he was planning on playing beyond this year anyway, so Yeah. Um I do think it sucks. Because uh, I like—I don't know if anyone dislikes Andrew McCutcheon. The guy's pretty awesome. No, and I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I was kind of indifferent about him, but then when I started seeing his uh, Snapchat stories. Oh, he's hilarious. Like, especially the one about the, the brawl. So I think funny. it was like last year. I was like, yeah, you can't not like this dude. Yeah, 
really like that guy. Um, I think it's a big, I think it's, it's bigger than, um, I, I don't think the Phillies can overlook this because the fact that he was sliding the center field, um, especially once, uh, what's his face started beating people up. Um, oh, uh, Rara, yeah. right? got placed on administrative leave. Yeah. So I think, um, Cutchin slid to center. So now things are going to get a little interesting because, um, you know, you have Jay Bruce, who I was assuming was brought in for depth and possibly a fourth field uh, outfielder situation. And I don't know who's going to play center. I don't know if you're going to see Bryce Harper slide to center. They played today. I didn't really watch to see who was playing in center field. But um, I think it sucks, man, because he's he was a versatile guy. It seemed like he had he brought like some spark and some energy. And I think he was having a pretty good year, right? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't – I mean, for his standards at, at, at this point in his career, wasn't terrible. He was hitting two fifty six uh, with 10 home runs, 29 RBIs, and had an NL leading 43 walks. So Yeah, so, I mean, an on-base machine. I was going to say like a 20 home run guy at the end of the year. Um, that was going to be his, his role with maybe, you know, 60 to 70 RBIs. That's That's pretty good. And I think that's going to be a big chunk that they're missing. I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and get somebody else. Uh, for the record, it was Adam Hazley starting center, center field tonight. In center today, yeah, that was the guy they just called up, right? That's their prospect, I believe. So I don't, I don't see them bumping Harper from right. Yeah, I wouldn't want to put Harper in right. He's to me, he's not a center fielder. Yeah, um, no, I definitely agree. He's not good in the outfield. But uh, I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's it's just it's different with uh, with Jay Bruce. I didn't quite understand that move anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, hindsight, it was a good move because you don't have much of a dip in offense now. I mean, not to say that McCutcheon was just tearing it up, but I mean, yeah, at least now you're not necessarily searching for another bat uh, at this point in the season, but. The thing that was most impressive with Bruce, our guy Jay Bruce, uh, is that, I mean, he came out swinging. I mean, he he was acquired Sunday. uh, Then I'm sure you heard about the uh, two-home run game on Tuesday, which included a grand slam, six RBIs. Yeah. To me, it's always cool to see a guy like that. Granted, he's, I mean, he's been in the game long enough to where it's not as big of a deal, but whenever a guy gets placed or gets dropped in a new city, uh to see him kind of just fit right in right away and see early success. So that's always cool. And then also speaking of tonight's game, Wednesday's game, that is, uh, I saw that he hit another home run. So that's now three with Philly since being picked up on Sunday. So, so is he, is he playing left? Uh, no, he is. Oh yeah. He is playing left. Yep. Okay. All right. I mean, sure. Why not? I mean, he. I'm sure he is, a, or, you know, somewhat comfortable in Philly from his days playing uh, in New York. They were there enough. Yep. So that's a good point. Um, you know, I, I. Why not? A little bit of resurgence. I don't know what his contract situation is looking like. Um, I'm going to assume he's probably working towards free agency next year. You know, man, there's a spider on the wall. Creepy looking thing too. Gross. 
Anyway, Jay Bruce. I'll go ahead and leave that in. All right, cool. No need to edit that out. (laughs) I don't like spiders, man. I don't like this thing. Uh, but yeah, good, good for uh, Jay Bruce again. Sucky situation for McCutcheon, but seems like yeah, he'll be back. Seems like he'll be back. Seems like the Phillies will be all right. I would think. Cause they're, yeah, where are they sitting? Where are they sitting right now? I was gonna say they're cur- they're sitting they're at the top. First. Yeah, they're still in first, but uh, it's only by a game, I believe. Game mine shows a game and a half, so I will write you're wrong. Uh, it must have been a late game or something tonight because last I checked uh, earlier today it's yeah, one. You're, you're stupid. I'm the worst. Yeah. I'm just gonna hop off. It was fun. Uh, Smart. You guys ah, have a good night. He's coming towards me. All right, well, this podcast on baseball isn't going to turn into a spider narration. So either kill him or... I can't. He went behind the desk. Welcome into your world. I have no idea where he is. All right, well, we'll take a brief pause. But uh, that'll do it for the Philly situation. Can we talk about arguably the best pitcher in baseball right now? I bet nine out of ten people would not say this guy's name. Hyun Jin Ryu. Nice. Was that right? I think that sounded good. Sounded good in my head. Uh, But this guy has an ERA... Of one three five, he's got a record of nine and one, a WHIP of zero point seven seven five, in twelve starts. His That's scoreless streak—that is stupid. His scoreless streak is up to eighteen and two thirds innings. He gave up just three runs in the month of May. What? The first NL pitcher to reach nine wins. His current streak of seven straight wins is a career high. And he has now helped the Dodgers increase their National League West lead to ten and a half games entering Thursday. Yeah, that's crazy. What are we doing in Colorado, by the way, as a side note? I'm not sure, pal. We were just trying to make some bold picks. Like, figure it out. Sound creative. Now we just sound stupid. Like, figure it out. Colorado, what are you <laughs> doing? You're making us look so stupid. Yeah. There Sucks. have been a lot of teams this year that have made us look stupid. Yeah. The A's. <laughs> I don't know, man. The Brewers making you look look a little good, or I guess the cut the Cubs rather the team that's making you look good. Uh huh. Brewers Brewers might slide, might miss the postseason. <laughs> no, you're out of your no. mind. I'm sorry, uh, that's not happening. But uh, yeah, Ryu just tearing it up. Had a three hit, uh, seven inning performance on Tuesday versus the D backs, which, as we all know, are a just absolute force to be reckoned with. Uh, <laughs> I can't even say that seriously, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. What are we, what are we thinking about this guy? And I'll say young, um, looking like it so far, definitely very impressive. Um, here's my thing. He is currently at 80 innings this year. 
only through 82 last year. So what I'm curious to see is how uh, his stamina is and how long this is going to last. Um, not that that, you know, isn't impressive, but, you know, he, if, if he was, you know, like 150 innings last year, then I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to assume he's got plenty left in the tank. But I don't know. You know, he's who knows what this is going to look like after the All-Star break. But the fact that his ERA is a one three five, crazy. And my favorite stat of his is that he only has five walks this year. Five. That's what? impressive. Looking at his inning, innings pitched here over the last number of years, 2013 at 192, 2014 152, 2016 four and two-thirds, 2017, 126 and two thirds, and then as you mentioned, 82 and a third last year. So I don't know, man. Interesting, right? Because I mean, what? Wow, you said 2013 was when he went 190. 192. Yep. That's a long time. You know, that's that's six years since you've done that, and I just don't know if he's going to continue this. Obviously, the ERA is going to get up. Um, no one's, no one's going to keep an ERA like that. Sorry. Um, the wins, I know they don't matter much to most people anymore. I still like to look at it, but that just tells me that he has a really good offensive team. Um, so the wins are just kind of a cakewalk. Well, the wins-loss thing to me, like I know I mentioned it last week about I think we were talking batting average, and it's like, yeah, there's certain statistics that don't carry as much relevancy anymore. But with with that said, with these stats that we're referring to, like batting average and wins and losses, I feel like there's there's a certain threshold where it's like if you're above that or below that, then it's like I feel like we can consider it noteworthy. And it's like oh, yeah. nine and one. I mean, people might not care about wins and losses, but nine and one, you're doing something right. Like. It's just funny because, like, people – it's the same thing as batting average. Like you said, people care about it if it's really bad or really good. But if you're in the middle, no one cares about it. All right. It's strange. So, um, either way, I know you and I are a fan of it still. Um, it's not the end-all, be-all, but it is it, – it's still, like you said, impressive. 91 is a big deal. Um, you know, he's out there dealing, and I I don't even know where he's at in the rotation, but I'm going to assume he's probably like a three or a four guy. I would think right? he's got to be the three, right? Uh, we got Kershaw, Bueller. Kershaw and... still hasn't been bounced from the A spot like you anticipated happening sometime. In well, the I mean, this guy's looking like the A soon enough. Um, just wrong guy, that's all. But I think Rich Hill is also in that conversation for three. So either way, I mean, the back end of the rotation, that's, this is very impressive. Hold on. And it's saying reuse the number two and Bueller's the four. Hmm. That can't be right. What's I know going Bueller, on out I mean, in LA, man. This it's is a on, good, it's a good rotation. This is on the Los Angeles dot Dodgers dot MLB dot com. So this is a lot a of real, dots. This is a real thing. Kershaw, Ryu, Maeda, Bueller, and Hill. Well, either way, I'm impressed. Um, the Dodgers are a force to be reckoned with, and 
if this guy keeps it up, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's he's the thing is, is that I, I think we've talked about it before. The stereotype of Asian pitchers, um, of running out of gas, you know? And so I hope this guy breaks that stereotype, breaks that mold. Um, but you know, only time will tell. Yeah. I think the, there's a discrepancy in, in workloads in training regiments and days off days off preparation leading up to and recovery after the fact, there's just a lot of factors that go into that. And that's kind of, I'm not going to call it the Matsuzaka effect, but I feel like if you're going to put a name to it, you could throw something on there like that where you just get guys that come over here and they just, I mean, it, it could be any one of those reasons. It could be they don't live up to it just because of the the hype is too much or the, expecta- the expectations are too high. But I'd have to think that a lot of it, when, when guys come over here and they just turn out to be bust. I think a lot of that can be credited to the things we just listed off, but seems like, uh, seems like he's handling it pretty well this year. So good to see for the Dodgers, by the way, I put up a graphic the other day, speaking of the Dodgers. I don't know if you saw it, uh, about what you think will happen. And I know we've obviously made our predictions. Uh, we made our preseason predictions, but do you think they are going to, A, win the World Series after losing the last two, lose the World Series for the third straight year, or don't even make it to the World Series? Right now, obviously, removing, removing your bias from your your preseason predictions. From my picks. Um, I mean, obviously, the, the stat-wise and percentage-wise, it's easier to say that they're not going to make it. But I don't think anyone can argue they're, they're the best team in the NL. Um, well, the best team in baseball. Uh, I mean, if you're going maybe. off of wins and losses, maybe yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. If you're going off of wins and losses, yes. Um, which I, I don't think I, I try not to do. I try to go off of you know roster and judgment call, yeah, go off of all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I think I can't see them losing anybody in the NL. I really can't. I mean, they're just, they're stacked from top to bottom and they're most likely going to have an MVP on their team. They're, they're going to do some damage in the playoffs for sure. Honestly, looking at the National League, I think the Central and the East are just going to be spent by the end of the year because they're going to spend the entire season just beating up on each other. Yeah, I agree. So I mean I think in that situation Dodgers coming out come out looking pretty. I mean cuz it's very you, fair. You've got a 10 and a half game lead over the Rockies who I mean looking at the last 10 they're 8 and 2 they're not exactly playing terribly. Yeah, but the rest of the division sucks. Yeah, I mean you got Mannequin out there in sunny San Diego at playing 500 ball the aforementioned powerhouse of the Arizona Diamondbacks sitting at 31 and 32. And, and the then, Giants uh, the, don't even exist. The Giants are going to be relegated to double A ball. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Which, by the way, shout out to uh, our guy Bruce snatching up his 1,000th win. Yeah, good thought for we, him. thought we'd throw that in there. But uh, other than that, not much to write home about for the Giants out in the Bay. Uh, but... 
Yeah, I mean, I just think like the Dodgers are in the in the driver's seat here because literally there's there's nothing really that they're going to have to compete with too strongly in in terms of their own division unless yeah. the Rockies just make an absolute insane run the second half uh or they pick up some pieces at the deadline which I don't know what their situation is with that but the central and the east are just as we all anticipated it's going to be a race to the finish because Central, you've got four teams. I mean, God, even the Reds in last place are only six games back. Yeah. So it's like... They all, they all beat up on each other, and you're right about them probably being spent. I also think that that rotation, the Dodgers rotation in a in a, in a playoff series is scary. Um when you talk about you can probably you know take two of those starters and throw them in the bullpen for the first couple series you know that's that's scary i don't think anyone can really match up with their pitching and if they keep hitting like this which i think didn't last year no that was the cubs last year that went really cold um you know the dodgers look like they're gonna do it man so I guess I can say. I, I guess I can say if I'm throwing out my predictions and I'm not staying stubborn with those, I can see them in the World Series again. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't feel like we have any other reason to to feel otherwise. And to put it into perspective here, the ten and a half game lead they have over the Rockies, the Marlins, who we widely agree is one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in baseball, they are 10 and a half games back of the Phillies in the East in last place. So that should put things into perspective in terms of where the other two divisions are in comparison to the West. But anyway, moving on to the biggest topic of the last, geez, what, like five hours? (laughs) hasn't even been that long there hasn't been much fallout yeah pretty fresh uh but craig kimbrell signing a three-year 43 million dollar deal with the old cubbies of chicago uh ending a free agency spell of seven months how do we feel about this um much needed definitely needed uh, the Cubs were struggling in the bullpen. Um, I mean, I, I don't know who they've even, you know, said their closer is. I think they've bounced around with a bunch of different guys. Um, I know, uh, what was it, Brandon Morrow was supposed to be their guy. Um, and he's done for the year, I believe. I so. so. I mean, they've just been, it's been a carousel ride to try to see who can, who can finish games for them. A um, carousel ride, eh? <laughs> so I think, uh, you know, every team is starting to get to the point where they want to work from the ninth inning backwards um, and see if they can shorten the game with their bullpen. And this is a good move for them. Um, I think he fits right in. I think it's cool to see him back in the NL where he started. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned uh, the bullpen. I 
I think it's safe to say at this point in baseball that the bullpen is probably more important than it's ever been because, as we all know, the importance of starters for a number of teams at least, I won't say all, but a number of teams is becoming less and less, uh, especially as more more and more organizations kind of experiment with this opener bullpen game type deal. Uh, so, I mean, if you can lock down one of the best closers we've seen in, in our lifetime, I mean, I guess it's not a bad idea to go out and do it. Uh, I've got some some nuggets here. I think this was courtesy of our friend over at ESPN. Uh, but the 31-year-old has a career ERA of 191, the lowest among all relievers in Major League history with 300 career innings pitched. He has 333 saves, the youngest pitcher in Major League history to reach 300 saves, and has 868 strikeouts in 532 and two-thirds innings. In addition, his ratio of 14.7 strikeouts per nine innings is the best among all pitchers in Major League history with at least 500 career innings. So, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. that's uh, I did not know those numbers. That's impressive. Yeah, um, my only concern is just obviously the time off. Uh, absolutely. It's just you, sure. you never know how guys are going to come back from that. There's really no, I mean, there's no, like, algorithm to determine how these guys are going to bounce back after that being out of the game that long. And, like, you can you can spend as much time as you want, like, training throwing simulated games, but if you've ever played the game of baseball at really any level, you know that there's nothing that quite matches up to the game speed of right. things. So right. I'll be interested to see how he does, especially considering uh, kind of that sluggish ending there with him in the postseason last year. Yeah. Um, I, I could see one or two ways. One, first of all, I want to say that it's probably easier – for him to come back than Keuchel. Um, he's a one-inning guy, maybe a four-out guy, tops. So you don't have to worry about longevity uh, as far as stamina in the game. Um, you know, he's only going to throw three or four, maybe four times a week. So Well, you mentioned you that. Know. I think we saw last year, uh, Cora tried to experiment with the two-inning save with him. Yeah. And that was just a complete failed experiment. Did not work. He is very strictly a one-inning guy. Right. And I'm hoping that the Cubs, I'm hoping Theo has been paying attention to that, which I'm sure he is. He's an intelligent guy. Hope they right. pay attention to that and strictly use him for one inning, maybe four outs at most. Well, well, here's what I'm going to say. Remember who's managing this team. And you remember this is very similar to what they did to get Chapman a few years ago when they won, the, when they, when they won it all. And Chapman was used in the sixth. He was used in the seventh. He was used for six outs for the eighth and the ninth, he was all over the place. And that's just the way Madden goes, man. That's just what he does. Every player on his team is can do anything. You know, Chris Bryant's going to play third, left, doesn't matter. You're going to go everywhere. Zobris is going to play anywhere in the infield. You're going to try anything and everything under his system. I think it's going to be interesting to see that, I mean, you just read off some impressive numbers for a closer. Are we going to see him as just a closer or are we going to see him in tight spots where, you know, they're up one and it's the middle of the lineup in the seventh inning? 
Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see. Like you said, maybe he just evolves. Not to say that that's how they're going to throw him into... Uh, or that's not how he's going to come right out of the gate in terms of uh, his role. But it'd be interesting no, to see I'm, if... I'm going to assume that's a postseason thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he evolves later in the season into like a, a high-leverage situation guy where it's not necessarily the last three three outs. It could be the three outs in the seventh when you've got runners on second and third or something in a close game. I mean, I could see it happening. I don't know if you're going to invest that kind of money in a guy that you know succeeds best in the ninth inning. If, I mean, even with Madden at the helm, I don't know if that's something that they would experiment with. But like you said, we've seen him pull off some pretty wacky stuff before, so I'm not going to put it past him. Uh, but if I had to put money on it, I would say that I, I would likely see him sticking in the ninth inning. But I mean, you get down the stretch as as we've all seen. You get down there in the in the uh, home stretch of October. Teams do some pretty wild stuff to pull off wins because that's yeah, you just do literally what do. they play all year for. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. So let me get your official takes now that the Kimbrel Boston era is officially over. I'm not. I'm not losing out hope, man. He could fail his physical, and we could be back to square one in a couple of days. You think so? I'm. I mean, it's my last thread of hope. All right. Well, if that is not the case, um, describe to me what. Uh, your your thoughts don't even ask me don't even ask me what we're gonna do i have no idea what we're gonna do. no no no. not what you're gonna do describe to me like you know wrap summarize what you what he was for boston i mean i don't think he got as much respect as he deserved yeah he he had some trouble uh there in the early going of the postseason last year uh but if you go back and look he figured it out uh towards if i recall the latter part of the ALCS and then obviously uh, the World Series. But I don't know. He's, as I mentioned, he's one of the best relievers we've ever seen. And those numbers that I mentioned off prove it. To me, it just comes down to this break that he's had. Like we all know what he's capable of. And it's not like, it's not like he's this 40 year old reliever coming out here, throwing uh, on the, on like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but like, <laughs> he's like, his arm is hanging by a thread. Like, that's not his situation. But as we all know, even for, even for professionals, if you take any amount of time off, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. And he's been a free agent for seven months. Uh, so to me, that's, that's what all this comes back to is, is that break. I would like yeah. to see him. Uh, I would like to see him reach that that level of talent that he's shown us already. I'm just glad he's out of the AL. Yeah, I would have been interested interested to see. I mean, it didn't really sound like he was going to end up back in the AL, and it sounded like, well, the Braves I know were one of the teams that were supposedly in the hunt for him. It doesn't really sound like the Braves are doing much right now. I mean, I think the only other team I heard rumored were the Twins. Really, I didn't. I didn't hear yeah. much of that. Yeah, I heard a little bit of twins. That would have uh, been interesting. Yeah, but uh, other than that, I mean, 
I think the Brewers probably would have been the perfect fit. But outside of that, I think this is where he was supposed to be. Um, the Braves aren't quite there yet, I think. I know you have them going all the way to the World Series, but I don't think uh, they have it this year, not yet. Um, I think this is a good fit for him. And I think it's 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 a very strong presence in the clubhouse um mixed with some good veterans and good young talent i mean yeah they definitely need them because uh number here i got for you the cubs have blown 11 saves this season which is third most in major leagues probably behind boston's like 56 and first or something something (laughs) wild uh but i think this was a big move for them simply because at this very moment they're in sole possession of first as we already mentioned uh, and the Brewers are coming off of just a brutal last couple of days uh, against the Marlins, losing sixteen nothing and eight to three. Oof. The Marlins, which by the way, they're like good now. I don't. <laughs> I feel like we mentioned that last episode, but like, what are we doing there? Uh, but anyway, as I was saying, I think this is a great time for it because you can you have a chance now to lock down some of those games that you were. Uh, losing previously, uh, and I think you have a chance here if the Brewers kind of hit a hit a skid here. I mean, you got a chance to kind of extend that lead a little bit. Uh, assuming, well, I mean, obviously Kimbrel's not going to be ready until probably. I think they said like a couple weeks, maybe. I I, I saw June twentieth getting thrown around. I don't know the reasoning behind that particular date. Um. But I'm just saying, assuming the Cubs can kind of keep up their their keep up their level of play, uh, and I mean, as, if you're the Brewers, I don't know how you recover from getting beat 16 to nothing by the Marlins. Um, I'm surprised they're still in the league at this point. Um, <laughs> but the the thing with me on this whole situation, yeah, a great move for the Cubs, but the Braves, like it just comes back to the Braves for me. Like you missed out on Kimbrel. Apparently they're they've been knocked out of the running. I know we got the notification, I guess what yesterday about uh, them not being a finalist for for Keuchel. So it's like you're missing out on two of the guys that a lot of your fan base. I mean they they thought they were gonna they they had a shot at both of them. Yeah. And now you've missed out on both. So it's like I don't know. It kind of shifts my my opinions on the Braves a little bit because it's like you had a chance to go out and get one. Or two of those guys, and now it sounds like you're missing out on both. Yeah, I don't get it because money's not an issue down there, so I don't understand what they're doing. And um, I didn't realize they're only a game and a half back from Philly, which, again, the whole division's just going to beat each other up all year. Um, yeah, I'm I'm actually – I'm with you. I'm surprised. Uh, the, the one move that I, I think – you could see because of Kimbrel going to the Cubs, I could see Milwaukee really pushing for Keuchel because they just lost Geo to the IL. Um, they do need starting help, so why not? You know, your division foe goes and gets one. You should get one too. And to be fair, just to, just to clarify, I know that a lot of rumors have gone around with the Yankees and, and Keuchel. Um, I'm not that huge on Keuchel. Um, I think just because he's a free agent right now is the only reason you know, just because this is a unique situation that we haven't really seen before. I don't think 
um, he's going to end up being that impactful this year. I could see it going either way. Like, I could see him getting locked in with the team and, uh, I mean, I can't, I don't know. I just can't see him getting a deal beyond this year. I think he would just use it as like a, a stepping stone into a longer term deal for next year because I think he saw that this year's free agency did not work out the way he planned. Uh, yeah. So I think he's going to just, I mean, I don't know. Like, I can't see him signing a contract for like a handful of months, but at the same time, I just don't see him getting the deal that he's wanting. So it's like, I think he needs to recalibrate and kind of uh, collect up a, a number of starts where he pitches well, if he's able to do that. Because again, he's been he's been on a break for a while now. Uh, and and I as think, a starter, it's different. Exactly. So I think he just, like I said, needs to use this year with whoever he ends up with, if he ever ends up with anybody, uh, to gear up for maybe not necessarily a long-term deal, but kind of like a middle of the road, like a three, kind of like a Kimbrel deal, like three three or so years after the season. Because I just don't yeah. see him getting the money that he wants. So, Yeah. So um, my my only question is, and I'm sure – I don't know. Maybe it kind of sounds stupid. When is this considered a full year for Kimbrel? So is this first year of three, or is he going to be a free agent in the middle of the year, three years from now? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, you mentioned not really seeing situations like this uh, much in the past. So I mean, I don't really, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to assume this is this is going to count as that we're. You know, this is going to be basically just over half of a year. I think that counts as a full year. I would think so. Service yeah. time, right? Yeah, I would think so. Sucks for him, but. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, imagine jumping into a season in June like that. Weird. Ah, really that's weird. Gonna be, that's got to be tough. But, uh... but closers are weird, man. I don't think I don't think closers have that like that same type of camaraderie as most other guys in the clubhouse they're wired a little differently uh but we got a we got a few of the listener submissions here that i read off just some some thoughts from you guys uh on the particular move kind of knee-jerk because as we said it's pretty pretty fresh still uh from a mets fan glad he's not with the braves or phillies i think that's kind of how we feel but except with the american league Mm-hmm. Uh, draft picks are worthless. Should have been signed by now. Agreed. Uh, Greg Holland was trash after missing spring training. I guess just making kind of a comparison there, <laughs> which he was. Man, I went back and looked at his situation last year after signing with the Cardinals. I think it was March thirty first. He had an ERA of seven three six in the month of April last year. So accurate point. Uh, hope I'm guessing this might be from a Brewers fan or Pirates or Reds says hope signing past opening day will turn out as badly for the Cubs as it did for the Cardinals. So I'm guessing we don't like either of those teams. (laughs) Uh, should have went to the Braves. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people in Atlanta thinking the same thing. Uh, Dodgers should have went after him. I mean, if the Dodgers go after Kimbrel, it's like, 
do they lose another game ever? Yeah, but like I, I see that as a clash. You're, yeah, you got like you got two point guards. What's the point of that? You know? Yeah. No, I don't seriously think they should have considered it. But just like having that name on their roster, been crazy. like what are we? What are we? What are we trying to accomplish here? Who are we trying to? What are we trying to prove? Uh, somebody said about time. Yeah, I would say so. It's June sixth. <laughs> um, we had another emoji only submission: the unamused emoji face, red hot angry face, green throw up emoji face, angry emoji face, weary emoji face, face with cold sweat emoji face. So uh, a lot Brewers of fan. a lot of no, it's actually my coworker. He's a Braves fan. <laughs> Uh, and lastly here, it lengthens the bullpen for Chicago. Hopefully he'll be ready by next month, which again, yeah, uh, I think it'll be like June 20th again is that date that I saw thrown around a number of times on the old Twitter machine. Uh, but yeah, definitely lengthens the bullpen. As we mentioned, it very much helps their bullpen who have already, as I mentioned, blown 11 saves this season. So uh, I think all in all works out for uh, both parties involved. So, yeah. Well, that'll do it for major league baseball talk. Kind of. Sort of. What do you got for us? The or game. All right, buddy. I got a series of extremely random and weird questions for you. And that's great, but I want to hear about Zinger Bats. Oh, man. You're going to make me read that? You got to get me in the mood, man. I got to get you in the mood? I got to get you going for uh, for the or game? Oh, you got to get me going. Get me going. Oh. Get me going good. Oh, well, pal, just letting you know, there's nothing better. Oh, I was really hoping for the 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 Batman voice. There's oh. nothing better. <laughs> All right. I'm, no, I'm get you. no, we're not doing that. Just read off no? the ad. <laughs> some, you want some, some Barry White voice? No, read off the ad. <laughs> there's nothing better. No. Than a long, hard... All natural shaft of wood with a clean knob that you can grab to use at your leisure. And thanks to Zinger Bats, you now have a variety of options to choose from. Creating custom bats for the pros since 1998, Zinger Bats is setting the new standard in professional baseball bat production. From their X71 Pro Maple to their bat gun case, you'll have all you need. To light it up on the field this season. I bet you if you went back and looked at the listening stats of the episodes, <laughs> there's like a significant drop off of when people log <laughs> off from listening to the episode when you start the, there's nothing better than a long heart. I bet you just the freaking bar, out. <laughs> the bar graph just drops, plummets. Oh, best of all, Zinger Bats Company is now the presenting sponsor of the 3-0 Take. And they want to show you, our listeners, some love. The next time you visit ZingerBats.com and stock up on some lumber, 
Use promo code DTD to save 10% off your order. Again, use promo code DTD to save 10% off your Zingerbats order. For that big league fa- uh, <laughs> big <laughs> fail, <laughs> big league fail, for that big league feel off the barrel, look no further than Zinger. All right, back to the or game. The or game. You hot and bothered now, pal? No, oh, I'm. I don't have any pants on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I got my Bosock shorts on, man. Yikes! Don't let uh, us get hot. All right. Don't let us get hot, Nate. Shut up. Don't let us get hot. <laughs> all right, pal. Well, I'm gonna cool you down a little bit. Whose socks do you think smell worse after a game? Yasmani Grandal or Wilson Ramos? Two catchers. I'm going to go Wilson Ramos. Really? He just seems like a guy that just really doesn't care about hygiene. And it's like. No catcher does. If he can't, I mean, if he can't get him into the wash, it's all right. We can wear him another game. Like, Oof. what's another game? And I feel yeah. like he's the type of guy that would wear him consecutively if he was on, if he was on a hot streak. I mean, the dude, dude can hit. It's like, <laughs> I bet you, I, I credit his ability to hit to the fact that he. As stinky socks. He reuses his socks. Gross. Um, let's see here. Least likely to smile in their driver's license photo. Corey Kluber or Madison Bumgarner? Mm. My gut said Madison Bumgarner, but I feel like Corey Kluber's just not a nice looking guy either. That guy's a machine. I've never even seen him blink. Yeah, I'm going to go Kluber. Yeah, that guy's nuts. He's he's a little crazy. All right, bud. Who would you rather have as your wingman? Anthony Rizzo or Cody Bellinger? Well, I mean, I'm an engaged man, so this question doesn't apply to me. But. But. I'll answer for the sake of entertainment. Uh, you said Cody Bellinger and who? Anthony Rizzo. I don't know, man. I feel like it'd have to be Anthony Rizzo because, like, if I'm the one trying to pick up a girl and I go into a bar with Cody Bellinger, Cody Bellinger's walking out with that girl. (laughs) Cody Bellinger's a good-looking dude, man. You're going Rizzo? I got to go Rizzo. All right, fair enough. Well, the next question is pretty uh, related. And uh, like you said, you're engaged, and I know Miss Meredith is a Latina woman. So I'm going to say more likely to steal Puerto your girl. Riqueño. Oh, let's hear this one. Javi Baez or Carlos Correa? Javi Baez, man. He just <laughs> he drips swag. Like, <laughs> just take her. Whatever. <laughs> Can't even try. Uh, we. I, I'm going to need you to ask Meredith for me, all right? Also, you, made her, you make her sound out like she's like, Straight off the boat, dude. She's like, <laughs> she's like not. She's like, her dad's side of the family is Puerto Rican. Yeah. So, but she like, if you looked at her, you would have no idea. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> and just I didn't mean fair. that. I didn't mean that in a derogatory way. I was just saying, <laughs> like, she's not like. No, she's she's she looks pretty white. So she listens to every episode, right? No, thankfully not. cool uh all right who had better grades in high school hunter pence or trevor bauer 
I'm going to say Hunter Pence because I feel like he was the guy, like, you just assume that he's not the type of guy that's getting invited to a bunch of parties. And so that just leaves him with plenty of time to focus on his studies. I don't think either of them are going to be or were invited to too many parties. That's a very valid point. Um. The 50 Nuggets and Two Large Fries Challenge from McDonald's. Who would you rather have help from, Christian Yelich or Dexter Fowler? Two skinny boys. Ooh. Um, probably Dexter Fowler just because I don't want to listen to how Christian Yelich is an MVP because <laughs> I feel like that would just be all he talks about. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. I got nothing against Yelich. I feel like that guy has the metabolism of right. I'm. I bet you he could tear some nuggets up. I think he eats, bro. Uh, More likely to win in a fight against a grizzly bear: Chris Davis with a C from Baltimore or Mike Moustakis. Get it, Moose? (laughs) I'm gonna go Chris Davis. He just seems like an angry human being, but like quietly angry. That's what I'm saying. Like we've talked about on here before. We're like, at least, I mean, I didn't watch terribly closely last year when he also sucked, but like this year (laughs) when the microscope was like on him every at bat, you would have never known that he had the league's longest hitless streak. For all we know, he went to the clubhouse and beat up grizzly bears on a regular basis. That's that's a great point, but we'll never know that. <laughs> but what we could see on the television or whatever viewing device you were using, he never let on to the fact that he was struggling. So it's like if he is a quiet, angry guy, it's very quiet. No, vo- no vote for Moose. All right, last one. <laughs> More likely to see mooning someone from the window of a limo. Jose Altuve or Yasiel Puig? <laughs> well, I'm going to say, I mean, it's got to be Puig. Maybe Altuve, <laughs> maybe Altuve is like driving the limo. Actually, no, he would need a couple phone books to drive the limo, so maybe not. <laughs> Some blocks on the end of his feet. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's got Puig, no doubt. That's the guy that stays undefeated for our or game. He always has to be included. Puig would be like mooning you, but also like sticking his head between his legs while <laughs> sticking his tongue out at you because that's just what he does. Uh, well, that wraps it up for the or game, my man. Puig. If Puig is ever in the conversation, I'm just going to go with Puig. I don't even care what the <laughs> I don't even care what the question of the prompt is. Well, that'll do it for us. You got anything else? Mm. Mm. try Mexican sushi sometimes it's uh it's pretty good man I'm, I'm telling you a little a uh, little different but good tried it for the first time I like it I will have it again uh I've never even had regular sushi as I mentioned to you so I'm certain yeah. that I will probably not try Mexican sushi I'm changing your name in my phone to no salt pretzel (laughs) maybe saltless i was at a game the saltless of swat god what game was i at (laughs) i was at a baseball game recently where was i at 
Oh, is that the... You're at the UNC, UNC game. Yes, yes. I was at the UNC regional game. And this dude walks by me. I forgot to tell you this. He walks by with a, with a pretzel and just loaded in salt. And Perfect. kid you not, I almost stopped him and I was like, sir, <laughs> that's too much salt. We need to we need to make a change here. I'm just Bro. looking out for your health and well being. But I didn't. I didn't. I just let him live his life. Oh man. Did you know that's the oldest snack? Pretzels? Is it really? You're just making yeah, stuff goes, up. Shut up. Goes back to like ancient Rome. Okay, you're just making stuff up at this point. Look it up, brother. I'm telling you. You're welcome. All right, I'm going to look it up after I get on he- get off of here. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nate, how many stars? How many grains of salt Kyle puts on his pretzels? No, we need stars. I don't want zero stars. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so I went from lightly salted pretzel guy to no salt pretzel guy. Whatever. How many stars? <laughs> Um, from a scale of zero to five, how scared I am as to where this spider is now. True story. I can't believe you still haven't found that thing yet. I don't know, but I took my sheet away from underneath the desk. Solid move. Uh, speaking of reviews, we need a review word for our listeners to somehow creatively incorporate into the review so we can go back and read them later. Whose turn is it? It's your turn. It's my turn. Mooning. You come up with some bizarre words. I think mine last time was like cheese. No, it was, like, it was cheese and finagle. Yours I have, like finagle. Yours have been booger and mooning. That's 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 high quality stuff. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys early next week. Yeah, that sounds right. Sure. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love y'all, and as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time. Stay filthy. What the f- time you to take? You take! Don't tell me you don't see it! You f- look! You understand?